We still have so much to learn about our history here in BC. That work is ongoing and it is being done. That's why we wanted to talk about this archaeological project that is happening on Vancouver Island, actually. So joining us now is Dr. Brian Tom, Associate Professor of Anthropology at the University of Victoria and lead of the Archaeological Field School at Cordova Bay. Dr. Tom, thanks for being here. Good morning, Sydney. Thanks for calling. Well, this project sounds really exciting. So tell me about it. Sure. We're here at the ancient village site of Tzalich in Cordova Bay. Uh, it is an incredible, beautiful waterfront spot, just uh, uh, maybe about 12 kilometers north of Uvic here on the island. And our students are working together with uh, elders and cultural workers and youth from the Wixanich communities uh, to investigate the history of this village site. So what do we know about the history there? Yeah, it's a it's an interesting place. It's uh, it's where in 1791 the Spanish, uh, when they sailed around the corner into Cordova Bay for the first time, uh, Europeans set sail in these waters. They mapped a couple of houses here, and uh, people uh, from the village came out in their canoes and had a violent conflict with the Spanish, who who then uh, went back to to uh, to safety uh, where their boat was in the Squamalt Harbor. Fifty years later, when James Douglas was uh, signing treaties with First Nations on the south end of Vancouver Island. He came to this village after a dispute over Hudson's Bay Company falling logs in the Cordova Bay area, taking them from the people who lived here, um, signed a treaty with 10 uh, titled gentlemen who were living in the village at the time with their families. So in the 1850s, there probably was about 200, 250 people living here in, in at least two longhouses. Most of the land was uh, turned into private land in the 1870s, and uh, uh, by the after the Second World War, most uh, most of the lots are little tiny waterfront cottages that have now turned into beautiful Victoria waterfront homes. But in the early 20th century, in the 1920s, the Stanich set this one little park aside, uh, Agate Park, and uh, and it really is where we have the intact archaeological deposits that show something of the footprint of this ancient village site. Okay, so what have so, we learned from that footprint? Yeah, no, it's been interesting. So our students at UVic with our uh, Stanich uh, uh, partners have been excavating through the layers and levels of the site to try to see what we can see uh, both across the, the entire uh, breadth of the park. So doing little shovel testing where the site is and where it isn't, what the soils look like. And then in several spots going deep in a one perfectly square one by one meter holes just as you imagine archaeological work proceeding, going down very carefully in layers and levels. And uh, we're down about half a meter right now and uh, on the last day of our field school. So we're we're not quite as far as the the site goes. Uh, Based on previous estimates, we think we're, the whole site is probably about two and a half meters deep. Uh, We think we're about a thousand years into the past in this level and we're finding all kinds of signs of daily life. Uh, Fish knives, uh, harpoon uh, heads, um, lots of shellfish and elk bones and uh, fish bones of different kinds that people were eating and, f- and feasting here. So it's just been a, a marvelous um, uh, just, just exposure to what life has been like here in Cordova Bay in the, in the past centuries. A thousand years, Dr. Tom, that's yeah. amazing. I know, and we're only partway through. Uh, our, our work wraps up today, and, and uh, our students have worked very hard this summer to... Uh, to very carefully go through the layers. Unfortunately, uh, uh, in the 90s, there was a, a, a storm drain dug right through the middle of the archaeological site. Um, so that's complicated some of our uh, of the upper layers uh, that got disturbed by that work. 
And uh, and so a lot of the work that we've been doing is also just educating uh, local government, uh, talking to the province, uh, bringing uh, youth out from the communities to educate them about the the history of what's gone on in this site, uh, including the deep past, but also the more contemporary times. Let me ask you, did we always know this was there? Like what prompted us to start this project? That's such a great question. Uh, So, I mean, we've known about Leach, the village, uh, it's in the oral histories, um, you know, it's on the Spanish naval maps and in the colonial records from the HBC. And, um, but really the archaeological site was documented with the province in 1957 during uh, one of our, uh, our early archaeological um, uh, observations here. And um, the Cordova Bay community has kind of grown up around it. Uh, we did some archival work through the newspapers in the 40s, 50s, and 60s and found many reports of people pulling out uh, human remains or uh, arrowheads and different things from from the area. So, it, it, you know, although it's been rather well known, um, there are gaps in how the, the system of protection in BC works for archaeological sites, and, and oftentimes uh, developments have happened um, uh, you know, before checking and, and ensuring that uh, we're taking care of things uh, carefully. So so here we have this little remnant of the park left where things are mostly in really good shape and we're very, very privileged to be able to learn here and and, uh, and open up this history. This is what I've always wondered about is that are, are, are we getting better at examining our own history here? Like really going, because it feels to me like for a long time we weren't very good at that. Yeah, I know. I I did some field work in Japan in the 1990s, and I was astounded at how uh, in Japan people really care about the archaeology. If there's a highway project that's going through a 2,000-year-old site, they'll stop that project and 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 you know they'll have a crew of a hundred people and they'll work on it and bring it to the museum and bring it to the schools and people really know and understand and cherish their history there. And here, you know, it, you know, like you say, it's uh, we're we're getting better, but we have a long ways to go. And uh, and I think um, with the Truth and Reconciliation Report and the call to action for us to uh, to pay attention to these issues, to educate our our our, our communities and our schools about the history, um, you know, there's a big impetus for for why we would want to do this work and why it's important. It's not just uh, looking for. Uh, you know, uh, nifty artifacts, but it's really to tell the stories about uh, what's happened on this land and how how people are connected to it and how how we can all uh, live here in the future. So what will happen with the items that are found and the things that you you learn from this? Yeah, so our dig has been relatively small. We don't have, uh, you know, hundreds of artifacts or anything. We found a few things and uh, we'll be taking those to the lab this uh, this fall along with soil samples and uh, and different bags of faunal material and doing a careful scientific report on that with our students and our graduate students, uh, reporting to the provincial government, the municipality, the First Nations. Uh, and then we're also working to uh, engage with the Saanich School Board, our local First Nations school board, and uh, and the local school district here to make sure that uh, people who live in and near the, the Cordova Bay communities uh, know this history and know something about uh, the deep time here, not just uh, uh, some general things about the British Columbia in general, but really, like, let's learn about our, our own communities. And, uh, so that's another uh, crucial part of the work. I love uh, this. The objects themselves will go yeah. to the museum uh, for a short time uh, as uh, the Sandwich Nations are working with the Royal BC Museum to deal with the repatriation issues because there's there's actually hundreds of artifacts from Cordova Bay that's been turned into the museum over the years. And so ultimately, when those... Uh, uh, when the repatriation work is finished, they'll all go back to the Sandwich communities. Oh, would love to see more about this. Uh, thank you so much for your time. 
Thanks for calling, Sydney. Great talking to you. Yeah, fascinating stuff. That's Dr. Brian Tom, Associate Professor of Anthropology at the University of Victoria, lead of the Archaeological Field School at Cordova Bay. This dig is looking at BC history going back a thousand years, and they are looking at the settlements that were here a thousand years ago and the kinds of culture and things that were going on. And, and it is just amazing to think about all that life and activity all those years ago. And I don't think we've done a good job of appreciating that. And hopefully we are... We we are changing that and we are going to learn more about that.